Well, hello again, everyone, and welcome to episode 30 of Three Point Podcast. Yeah, it's three guys, three generations, three different takes on sports and other things. I'm the old guy, Ted Fatella, Sportsnet Michigan and Z92.5 The Castle. On the phone is our Gen Xer, Matt Burns of ESPN, and our millennial viewpoints, once again, coming from Jared Fatella, of Fox 17 of Grand Rapids and a survivor of Faster Horses. More on that in a moment. Our sponsors tonight include Rivals Tap House and Grill, the Corona Connection, and our podcast recording home, Z92.5 The Castle. we got a little special shout-out tonight to the folks at Owasso's Cudoba who provided us a great Mexican dinner here, and yeah, E-Man helped out, too. Assortment of tacos. Wish you could taste some of them, Matt. Too bad, Matt. <laughs> I had, when I was back home, we actually, uh, when I was on vacation last week, we actually got some Qdoba. <laughs> I've had Qdoba a lot before, but that Owasso one, they do good. They absolutely do, so we really appreciate it. Now, we're going to like we're gonna recap our weekend right now, our last week. Uh, it's been a little while since we've recorded, and let's start right out with the young man here, Jared, and get some of your viewpoints of the best weekend or the worst I, weekend, however you look at it, of your life. All-time weekend. I would say probably the best. It's up there, if not that, with, with my spring break for my senior year of high school. <laughs> I'm still in a funk. Like, I, I'm just, like, depressed all day. Like, today, I had my first day off of work since I came back, and I just slept all day. Like, <laughs> I wasn't even, I don't even know why. I just, I didn't feel like doing anything. I had a whole list of stuff to do. Didn't do any of it. So, we went down there Thursday, and I don't know if you guys heard, but the traffic was insane. I heard, yeah. We got there at 10. 10 p.m. o'clock. Okay, 10 we were p.m. a mile away at 10 p.m. A mile you know, away. What, t- what time do you think we ended up getting in? Well, I already know. Let's let Matt guess. Matt, what time do you think we ended up getting into the uh, campground? I mean, you're talking Thursday night? Yeah. I know how it goes usually. You know, you, you plan to leave at whatever, say, 2 o'clock. You end up leaving later. So I'm going to say midnight, probably around midnight. 4.30 a.m. we got into the campground. <laughs> the sun's almost like coming I said, up. I said it multiple times. So this is what happened. So we were going through. We were stopped on the main road, like M50 is what it was called. I tell you, I know all those street, those streets names now because we, we heard so many like follow this road, follow Daughtry Road, M50, M50 Creekside. So we were on the main street going right into the stadium about a mile away, but we had been stuck not moving for about 30 minutes. Right. Then these guys, probably 20, 22 this is how I described them at the time. Like I couldn't tell if they were the coolest guys I've ever know I've ever met or like the biggest losers I ever met. I don't know how old. That's just what I thought of, because like they were describing. So at the time we thought they were really cool because they were describing like faster horses. Like, but their description of like how it was was not what it was at all. Like you know, what I, like we were eat, probably eating it up at the time, thinking that they like knew all the tips and tricks. They didn't. Right. So they tell us to follow them through this back road. And so so you left the traffic yeah, jam to the follow main them. Yeah, road where everybody was at. Okay. And for a second, like, for, like, probably five minutes, we didn't have any traffic. Like, we felt like we, we moved really close. We were, like. So you're waving, saying, yeah, see you, suckers. Yeah, yeah, we were, like, two minutes away from the stadium at this point. Okay. The car in front of us breaks down. Not their car, <laughs> like, a few, like, five cars ahead of them. Okay. They shut down our road entirely because there's no way to move it out. Like, there was no way to get that car out of the way because there's so much traffic. This is at, like, 10.30 p.m. We, like, everyone's kind of saying, like, what they think happened, like, when we're going to get back on the road. Four and a half hours later, like, it passes. We we get out of the car. Like, we ate pizza with the guy behind us. The guy behind us got pizza for the camp, like, for his campsite. He knew he wasn't going to get there in time. Uh, But, like, I I was, like, my morale was so low. I packed away cookies. I was so depressed. I I knew I was going to miss a whole night of faster horses. I had probably 10 of my mom's cookies. (laughs) Not joke. Just sitting there eating, just wallowing in my Well, the bonus is they're very good cookies. 
Yeah, they are. Such a mom move, too, to make you some cookies for your, your concert, your festival that you're going to. But pro- Yeah, it was. It was great. Well, well let me throw a quick yeah, old yeah. guy comment in here mm-hmm. and stop for a second. Back in back in my day, the Woodstock <laughs> generation, we would have just ditched the cars and just walked to the campground from there. That's what we would have done. But this place was, like, we had no clue where we were going. Okay. And it was getting down there and setting up this campground. Believe me, I would have done that, like, if it wasn't. We weren't going to screw one of our friends. There of course, no you had way. a pretty good ride, yeah, too. You couldn't no just way, leave it. Yeah, there was no way he was just going to leave it, so we would have screwed over. Yeah. It crossed my mind multiple <laughs> times, trust me. <laughs> About between cookie five and six, it crossed my mind. But the cool, the coolest thing I did all weekend, so I'd finally, I don't know if you've ever done this, I peed in a bottle in the car because we were just stuck in traffic. I think we've all done that at and one time or another. First off, very hard to do. Like, it took me five minutes to get going. Wait, what time of night was this? This is like 3 a.m. Now, you peed in a bottle, and you weren't moving in traffic. Just a quick question. You couldn't just jump out and go somewhere? Yeah, I feel like if I if that was if I was in that situation, the party would have started right there. Matt, I, okay, that's what everybody says. But, I mean, when you so we weren't 18, and like everyone was kind of tripping out about the whole, you know, MIP stuff, all yeah. that, yeah. And so, right. and we still, and, and from what we had heard, they were like big time checkpoints that you had to go through. Okay. I think oh, that's were, true, right? You, at least one of you guys has to stay sober. Yeah. But yeah, if you're not 21, then you're not supposed to and, be drinking. And, yeah. Not that I do, but so, and then <laughs> they, uh, so that was like everyone was kind of like tripping balls about that. The guy I was driving was. So we ended up, we just kind of sat there and, like I said, just eating cookies. Yeah. So I ended up filling up. So it took me like two minutes to get going, peeing in this bottle. Everyone's like listening, like just kind of pissed at the whole scenario in the car. There's four of us. And I, I get going, and it's literally right out of like Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> I filled up four and a half water bottles, Matt. <laughs> in one in one in one go urination yes wow so you had to pinch it off to dump yeah. it it didn't really hurt yeah i would fill it up dump it out side of the car fill it up dump it out fill it up <laughs> dump it out fill it out dump it out and then fill it up another halfway through but so we finally got into the campground thursday night uh just kind of relaxed uh hung out around our campsite till about 6 a.m i couldn't sleep i just my adrenaline was going Right. So I woke up at 8 a.m. Full bore. Uh, probably not the smartest move. I was I was the only one up until about noon. Well, what what what's going on on this is Friday morning, Friday morning. at 8 a.m. Nothing's going. It's downpouring. Okay, downpouring. So I walked to the porta potty, had a couple of uh, drinks in my hand, <laughs> and I go in there. And then as soon as I get in there, you just hear like the rain just pelting this porta potty. <laughs> and I hadn't had connection on my phone the whole time, like since we had got up there. I had connection to this porta potty, so I literally sat in there for like thirty minutes, just hanging out. Oh no! This is at like nine thirty. This is when morale was very low as well. That's at the very beginning. Oh and my goodness! So and then we get um so so finally everyone wakes up my campground. You know we go to the infield, which is wild. You know I mentioned the titty city. That's the party, right? No, the yeah. infield. Yeah, there was no. First off, our campground's like two miles away, two mile hike. Learning now that I, now that I'm going, I'm for sure going back next year. We'll be in the infield. This Do year. they charge extra for the infield? I think so. Yeah, but, I would, I would you, expect so. But you're going to want to get your reservations yeah, as we'll soon take, as you yeah, can, right? We're watching the okay. uh, the site for right. as soon as they come out. But so we get there, long day. Like I said, I'm running on fumes. Blake Shelton comes around, middle of the Blake Shelton. First off, I saw about five fights this weekend. The, everyone just it's a it's like a masculinity test. Is, Every concert I went to, there was a fight right next to me. And is it mostly? Uh, uh, the testosterone. Somebody's dancing with somebody's girlfriend. Something along those lines. Well, that happened to me. I'll just I'll jump to that real quick. Oh, so Sunday night. I, at least that's what I think I did wrong. Okay. Sunday night, I was the only one in the infield because I had my one friend from your group. Yeah. So everyone went home, but me and my uh, buddy Richie, and he was just he was uh, he was out of it. He was he, he was down for the count. <laughs> so I had to go by myself. So this is like 3 a.m. Well, I got there like midnight, 
And I don't know what the heck it was. It was called, like, the Fireball Tent. They were playing, like, some good music, and there was, like, 200 people there. But there was, like, this little stage that was, like, tiered. It had, like, three tiers. I was at the very top tier dancing with this girl. And all of a sudden, I just get shocked off. And I don't know, like... I some dude chucked yeah. you off? Like, well, him and his buddies, I don't. I still don't know what I did. Oh. And I was by myself. Like, I wasn't... It was literally three on one. Like, there was nothing I could do. I couldn't really... No, you, sometimes you gotta cut your gotta, losses. Yeah, I gotta cut my losses. Everyone laughed. If you imagine, like, a lunchroom... <laughs> you know, like, a, remember those movies, like, a lunchroom? Like, everyone's yeah. dying. That's kind of what it was like. So but, you, but, but at least, the saving grace on that is none of your buddies were there to watch... They could have been there to stand up yeah. for you, but they weren't there to see your humiliation either. True. That's I guess that's one way to spin it. But <laughs> I feel like if I if I had my buddies there, they wouldn't uh, just teed off on me. And you see one like, little guy. I mean, I'm five foot seven, 150 pounds. Right. It's not hard to just push. Especially off your football stage. buddies. And yeah. maybe maybe these guys just did it just to like have a laugh, I, which is kind of funny. I could see the humor behind it. I kind of was laughing at myself over it. <laughs> but that was when I decided, yeah, it's time to call it a uh, faster horses. Wow. So I head back to the campground. Man, I just there's so many stories that I could talk for hours on this. Right. But let's let's back it up a little yeah, a little bit. Okay, you went from one end to the other. Now, in between, okay, you saw Blake Shelton Friday night. Did that all turn out well? Blake Shelton, he I, he was my favorite, but I felt so bad, like I said, I was running out of two hours of sleep. And it was a two-mile hike to my campground. Right. So I tried to, I went in the porta potty tried to get like a quick power nap in. Did, but it didn't do anything. I felt even worse when I woke up. Oh, so I had to, so... They they take three buses back to our campground at the end of the concert, <laughs> and three me buses. And one buddy, me and one buddy. I've never seen a bus packed so full. <laughs> I was so sick that I was like, I'm not making this two mile walk. So I get in the the bus driver like he tries shutting the door on me. I like shuck it with my shoulder like it was like a football like player like running through like the line of scrimmage. They it slams right behind me. My buddy gets locked out. It was like you know how like in the 1940s there's like the. You were leaving the war, like it's the girl, like on the outside of the train, like the guys. Like, right, right. Out. That was what it was like. Oh. I, so he, had a, he knew he had a two mile walk waiting for him. <laughs> so about two hours later, he got back. Oh. But I got back. I called it a night Friday. Saturday, you just, this is basically what it is. You wake up, you go to the infield. You wake up, you go to the infield. So that was what we did. So I saw like three fights over the period of time. I mean, they all kind of blend together at this point. At one point, so this is what it pisses me off about concerts. There's always someone trying to get by you closer, and there's always someone walking to go to the bathroom or something. Right. Maybe that was just like, have you like maybe that was because it's the infield. Well, it's kind of like if you go to a, a concert venue, it's the floor. It's the, yeah, like yeah. a mosh pit. You know, yeah. you're, you're shoulder to shoulder with people, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think if you it's like the festivals and all the concerts that I've gone to, it's one of those things. Like if you are not comfortable being close and rubbing up on people and having people walk by you, like you said, up up and down, uh, in and out, then you're not going to enjoy it. You just got to get used to that. Here's something, a little tip for you, too. Yeah. I mean, we get, we tried to give you a little tips, and you went on your own, which I understand 100%. You went in full bore right from the get-go. We knew that was going to happen. Yeah. You paid for it a little bit. Yeah, on Friday night. But, did, but yeah. the nice thing is you're young. You bounce back. You you went down. You bounce back. You went yeah. down, bounce back, right? Yeah. little concert tip. You're going to laugh your butt off at this, but I've heard other people that have done this, especially in the shoulder, shoulder-to-shoulder thing, and you're there for an elongated period of time. Depends. For adults. You the, just piss in your diaper. Dude, yeah, I have you know, I had <laughs> friends do that. Yeah, no, that's disgusting. And that's what kind of made it tough for me. So we would go, like, that was what I learned. I only went to Florida Georgia Lions Sunday night, and they they lit the house on fire. Florida Georgia Lions, what a concert! Okay. But you know, people that know me, I pee probably twenty five times a day. I don't know what the heck it is with. I think it's just because I drink a lot of water. Maybe I just have a small bladder. I guess I don't know. It's probably a combination. But, but so trying to last through this concert, wow, it was it was hell. <laughs> 
this was the first night we got there, like for the th- like for the pre, uh, like opener, the opening like, act. Yeah, like we were there at like six. The, right. the closer didn't Blake Sheldon didn't come on until like ten. So right. this is a long haul. Yeah, so, there's nothing more annoying than that feeling of having to pee. And if you have had a couple cocktails and you've already broken that seal, then it's just even worse. So you can't. It's even. It's hard to even enjoy yeah. concert at that point. And you sometimes. can't leave. So yeah, it, maybe maybe that depends. That's a good idea. And I've heard of it. And you can't leave because then you you'll never you get back don't to get your, your spot. spot. Yeah. yeah. So let me ask you another old guy yeah. question because I know people of my age go to this thing too. They don't quite party it up like you do. Are, are there? Can they sit in the stands and yeah. watch the show? Yeah, like we had a couple parents. Yeah, there's bleachers. Okay. Uh, some old geezers try fighting me and my buddies. <laughs> Literally, we were standing there. Yeah. And I was with MJ. We were just standing there. The guy just starts yelling at MJ, telling him to get the f out of here. You get the f out of here. You cut here. We were literally standing there for like two hours. What, what's your this opinion? Is, was that some racist redneck? Or I don't, just, well, the, or listen just, to what this just an old man. guy told. So this is what he said. My brother's in the military. You shouldn't be disrespecting me like that. My brother's in the military. <laughs> wow. You know, we're talking about your weekend, your recap of Faster Horses. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've seen everything, right? Yeah. At that show, wow. at that whole weekend. Yeah. Okay, so you went through. I'm, I'm still trying to keep track of your of your uh, days. So you went through the Blake Shelton thing. You Friday night. Okay, yeah, partied all Friday. night long, right? No, Friday. I called or you were early. done. Yeah. About 1 a.m. I was done. Okay. Next morning you got up, went to the infield. Got up, infield. Now what happens at the infield? You go you at just that time jump in the from morning. spot to spot. So there's there's three places. Fire. There's the fireball tent is what we called it, which is kind of like the 20 to 25 year old demographic. There's the camel toe bar. Oh. Which was like the 25 to 30, a little older demographic, which when I was there, I saw probably the hottest girl I've ever seen in my life. Really? Yeah. And she was not uh, fully clothed. Oh. So, so the camel toe bar. And then there was another place. This place. Now, this is where I felt like the biggest creep in the world. So there was another place where there was like 20 stripper poles. And it was like a blue beam. Right. Like, it was like the beacon. And girls are up on this like stage, like stripping, kind of. Pretending they, to, c- to climb the pole? Is that what they no, were doing? No, they're actually... They're, there were actual they poles? They were very talented. Okay. Very talented dancers, <laughs> performers. And there's just a crew of, like, I, I, like, realized it after, like, five minutes. Like, after I got through, like, the shock and awe of, like, how cool it was, I was like, yeah, you couldn't get to these girls because there's, like, guys just standing in between. And there's just 400 guys standing on, like, the ground, like, watching. And, like, I realized, I was like, wow, I've never felt like a bigger creep in my entire life. <laughs> so that place, like, on paper, you'd think, like, oh, that place is awesome. Like, no. That was the worst place. So you felt uncomfortable. Yeah. Because you just, like, you just feel like the biggest loser. But what I learned and what I'm going to do next year. So I'm going to tell you a scenario. Tell me what you would have done in this scenario. Okay. So me and my buddy. So I was dancing with this girl on this stage, like I said, like this little tiered fireball tent stage. <laughs> okay. She had a friend. And she Her friend wanted to dance with someone. So I reeled in my buddy, got him, set him up perfect. Uh, so they're dancing, and I had beads, and she wanted my beads, the girl that my buddy was dancing with. Oh, so, so it's, it's kind of like a Mardi Gras thing with the beads. Yes. Okay. No, like, yeah, like, literally, I just, yeah, I had beads. You had beads, you're set. Basically, if you didn't have beads, you were a loser. That means that, that's kind of what I, that just So I the got. seasoned veterans came prepared yes, with beads. Yes, yes. Okay. I, I ended up having to get some. I don't even know where I got them from, but. <laughs> okay, So keep going. I said to him, this is my last pair of beads. And like I said, if you don't have beads, you're like a loser. Like, you have nothing. It's like currency. Yeah, it's currency here. And so I said, if you make out with him, I'll give you these beads. So like, solid. It was a solid make-out set for about two minutes. And so I had to hand over my beads. My buddy has beads. He does not return the favor. Oh, that's no good. That, that, that violates the bro code. It does. He had the girl I was dancing with flashing, which I was a fan of, but 
you would think that you would kind of return the favor there. Well, is that the other thing? You know, you th- you, you have beads and, and at Mardi Gras, you know, they show us your tits. Yeah. Is that was that, that yeah, going yeah. on? Yeah. Oh, okay. Big time. <laughs> the few times, like, they just did it, like, without, like, I was tell. <laughs> this is a wild scene. This is the Florida Georgia Lion concert, and I just got separated from everybody again. It was just me, and I just was kind of, like, mocking the whole thing. After every song, guys will, like, yell out what song they want to play. Right. So as soon as Florida Georgia Lion got there, like, I just kept yelling out, like, Cruise! Play Cruise! <laughs> and they, so they left. They shut off all the lights, and they came back out and played Cruise, like, as, like, For their, their encore. encore. Right. Few girls just flashed them right in my face, right there. They loved it. You're I the was, man. You yeah, set it up. Some guy handed me a beer, chugged it. it that was I've never felt like that was like the high, one of the highest. People were loving it around me. You would have thought that I was the one performing, but wow. How about you, Matt? Do you have some questions for the young buck? No, I mean it. It sounds like a pretty good time. Uh, it sounds like a life changing experience. Like we said, it might be for him. Yeah, and, and after after it was all said and done, uh, it was a highlight, wasn't it? Yeah, tons and, of stuff to talk about. Yeah, I've never felt um, like I said at the start. I'm just, I'm still kind of in a funk over it. You know, I don't know what's going to get me out of it, but it's just kind of like wow. Like I just got to wait till next year. Now here's the big question: Did you ever uh, puke the whole time? No, not once. That's a good yeah. sign. Probably uh, felt like no. it. Yeah, I definitely wish I could have. Like <laughs> that probably would have made me feel like a lot better. But no, I never do the did. puke and rally. No, but the, right. I think it was just because my drug. Like I never was hungover or anything. I just was, you know, rebooted right the next day. It's kind of just kind of awesome. I think it was just kind of the whole vibe. You know, I don't think anyone was really hungover that I was with the whole time. Well, I'll tell you what, you had a you had a heck of an experience for a first concert. You'll be talking about that when you're my age. Yeah. yeah. There's no doubt about it. Well, hopefully I'm still going. You yeah. need to come. You need to make an appearance. I'm, you know what? I know you thought about it. I, I oh, I, You know what? I, did I tell you that the last time we recorded this pod, you know, you were getting me all excited about it. You, you know, oh, you, If I would have known that you were on the fence, I would have definitely pushed oh, you to go. Oh, yeah. You would have pushed me. I might have done it. But that night. I dreamed about going and oh, hanging yeah, with you guys. Did I, I tell you that? that? Yeah, you texted me that. I forgot. <laughs> what was this? Yeah, what was this dream? I mean, I was like at the campground with you guys, just partying right now with you, <laughs> just like just like when I was your age, man. It was like a flashback. Matt, did you hear that? What he said? Oh, that's pretty awesome. You're dreaming about faster horses, huh? It yeah. Was, yeah, it was right after we recorded the last podcast, man. I to- even told my wife. I mean, you can you can ask her. It was <laughs> it was unbelievable. Uh, it was a pretty good to, dream too. I mean, yeah, I might have to get the uh, details about that. After. Uh, it's definitely the type of thing we because we actually we happened to be in michigan when faster horses was was going on so we talked about uh going and i i would definitely still go uh it wouldn't be the same as when i was 25 or your age jared but um but i think it would definitely still be a good time but there would be definitely be the things that that i would know from doing things like that that i would you know like the stuff you learn through experience but uh but no, you you got to learn by by just going and doing it. No, just no, I don't know if this is. But would you? So if, say you did go to Fast Horses, like would you take your daughter with you, or would you have someone babysitter? Like what would? Oh no, she'd be staying with grandparents. Oh okay, without a doubt. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, you should have next year. This three hundred and fifty. Gran- I got a clock, a countdown on my phone going. I'll tell you what, this grandpa probably will go. Now I want to I want to ask a couple other general questions. Yeah, I'm I'm certainly not going to go take the jared experience i'm yeah. not doing that but i'll take a look at what the uh what the acts lineup are is, what yeah. the lineup and i'll pick one of the nights and i'll go down now i want to know this question you went in that traffic nightmare because you all were camping and whatnot let's say somebody my age group or somebody just wants to go watch a show 
what is the best way to go? Do you still park way off site and then they have buses? There's or you parking walk right in? outside. Yeah, there is. Uh, is it like fifty bucks to park? I mean, what's I, th- the deal I, I saw there? like signs for like twenty bucks is what I saw. So so you could show up like a pine knob. But and yeah, park. I mean, it's. I mean, for you, I mean, you know, Mister Big Bucks. Not you never said <laughs> that, but that's just kind of me thinking. I mean, if I, if I was if I'm a college kid, yeah. and I was able to. I mean, after it's all said and done, I spent three hundred fifty bucks, and that's including the ticket, camping, food. And uh, which was really the big blow was all the uh, alcohol. Oh, so, yeah. I mean, if you probably, I would say you could keep it under 500 bucks. Well, for you and. Well, God, I would. Oh, for, for your, Yeah. I'm not taking anybody else. I'm oh, going really? to hang okay. with the boy. <laughs> I figured I'd go <laughs> watch the, the concert and uh, I'd hook up with you somewhere think, in the I, infield, you, you know? Say, yeah, I feel like you would go to the infield. I, oh, there's no would, doubt. I'm, I, are you, you kidding love, me? You, there's definitely older But I'm not guys. sleeping there in a tent. No, I'm not doing that. There's definitely like older guys there. Like yeah. it's not like I it, the de- like there's like I said, there's different tents and there's different places you go where it's not all Yeah, I saw kids. Coop's mom. She had a pretty good setup. They had like hay bales, you know, yeah. and all. I mean, it sound, that looked pretty cool. Yeah, it was a good time. But so yeah, I know some of my friends who have been going for a while. I, some friends went the first year when no one really knew what it was. I think the first year only like 6,000 people went. And now it's up to whatever over forty thousand people, but right. But yeah, people have kind of progressed with their camping sites. They they turn it into more than just like a tent that you just flop in when you need to pass out for the night. Yeah, I saw some something on Facebook or Twitter that uh, I think it was uh, it was Twitter and it was the fastest horses site because I started following them. Just wanted to see. I what saw was going that you on. liked like Blake Shelton had like a tweet or Blake Shelton like closing out. <laughs> I could tell that you were like. Oh, I was keeping tabs. <laughs> I was, but they had some some that faster horses uh, Twitter site. They had somebody drive the drive the track and took a video of all the campers and the mm-hmm. whole infield. It looked wild. You know, you're, you're playing beer pong. You got yeah. uh, cornhole going they, on. There were, people would bring like school buses. And put like stages right. on top of school buses. Like there was like I seriously think there was like some place that set up like a bar, like Area 51 bar. Well, those school buses with the with the thing on the top, those are what uh, seasoned race fans have yeah, done for okay. a long time. Oh yeah, that's They're what I was gonna say. Like because I, I know I've mentioned it a bunch of times. I've been going to races there for a long time, and it's crazy to think. So I mean, over forty thousand people. That's a ton of people. But back in like the heyday of MIS, I think the capacity at that track was like one hundred twenty five thousand, and it used to it used to sell out. And there would be people camping on the infield. There would be camping at the campgrounds, probably like where you were, Jared, and yeah. stuff like that. So, so to think that as crazy as the traffic was and everything for faster horses, for an MIS race, it was sometimes three times that amount of people going to it. It's pretty wild. It blows your mind how big that place really is. Like how big a NASCAR track is. It like, is. Like I, there, there are tracks that are smaller than that, but that's a big one. And just like the the stands, like it's just huge. It's a huge place. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean the the stands used to go all the way around the track. They really? Now they're taking a ton out. Holy but, smokes! But yeah. Well recapping this segment and i know i don't know if you want me to mention it or not you have another spot that you give a complete 90 minute dissertation yeah. on your weekend yeah, if you want the whole uh faster horses recap of me and my crew uh yeah fast x sports show there you uh, go blatant plug yeah but recapping this segment any any other highlights anything you just want to get um, on the table here for three point podcast listeners I, if you want me i mean literally i saw like five so i saw like five fights they all kind of blend together at this point. I don't. What is it with? Have you ever? So this is something that I was curious. There was a few times I saw guys get nose to nose, like yelling at each other. How can you resist like not punching somebody when you're standing nose to nose? You know what? I mean? Have you ever stood like nose to nose? Oh yeah, like, you know, I have, and I got my butt beat one time because I did throw the first punch because See, what, like, I thought it was going to happen, and I I know you're along the same lines as me. If it's going to happen, you might as well get the first shot yeah, in, exactly. right? 
But some people have willpower and can go nose to nose, and they don't come to blows. And that I'd have a hard time with that myself. How about you, Matt? Yeah, I mean, I I don't know. I, that was. I got in a handful of fights or whatever when I was in college, and it was just adrenaline and, you know, we testosterone, whatever you want to and say. And al- al- alcohol we were, usually, too. We were cool, or we didn't want people to think that we were we were wimps or whatever. But now, I mean, I'm older. I know it's it's stupid to get in fights. So, right. so I think if someone got nose-to-nose with me, I'd, I'd, cooler heads would prevail. But, but, yeah, back in the day, when especially if... If you're hot, you're tired, you know, you're at a festival, you're, you're drinking, you got alcohol in you, I mean, it'd be tough not to not to throw down. Now, the big fear also was weather. Did yeah. that play a factor it, at well, all? Well, Blake, well, this, this is also to my chagrin. Much That's the right word. You that's like, a good like, word, yeah. yeah. To my, much to my chagrin. How about that for a word? Wow. The young buck <laughs> so, coming up with it. Blake Sheldon got delayed. This was Friday night. I was already kind of – so this is what happened. I took a nap, mm-hmm. and I must have sobered up because I woke up just feeling sick as a dog. Oh. And I, the only reason I took a nap is because the whole – everything the first night got pushed back two hours. So normally, like, they would go on at, like, 9.30 to the closer. Right. Blake Sheldon didn't go on until, like, 11.30. Oh. So it was a long night. That's a long Blake day. Sheldon, he – he knows how to put on a show. I wish I didn't feel so bad. I probably would have loved his concert. But, <laughs> yeah, him, uh, Florida Georgia Line, just all-time best. I did see an overhead shot of the crowd for Blake Shelton, and that they had the crazy, stage yeah. thing going down the middle. I mean, that, that was humongous. Yeah. He knew how to put on, like, a show in between sets. I, that's He's a pro. I didn't realize, He's a pro. Yeah, that they talk so much, like, in between each song. They, oh, yeah. they do a good job setting it up. They do, for sure. Okay, let me ask you this. Okay. So, the, every guy would say, like, how awesome this place is, like, how awesome Faster Horses. Do you think they just say that for every spot? Or do you think there's some truth to that? Like the faster horses, like it really is like that awesome. No, I, I think they say it a lot, but I think they were probably sincere on faster horses. That's a pretty good. That's a pretty good festival. But I feel like they just like that's what they want you to. You think. thought they were patronizing? I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Could be. I don't know. If you're looking out at forty thousand people and it's all mostly young people, I would say it's mostly young people yeah. out there in front of them, right? Yeah. I think that's that's a pretty good setting for these guys, and they're probably getting a pretty good paycheck too. Yeah. Yeah. They're. It, I. That would be just an all time. That's what I think. I'm going to choose to believe that they, they're they sincere when they say that. I don't know if they are, but I'll choose to believe it. You know, Matt, is there any is there a bigger country festival other than maybe some of the ones they put on in Nashville? I mean, I think some of the, the awards festivals might be bigger than that, but I think Faster Horses is, has become one of the biggest ones. I know, yeah, in Nashville I think there might be a couple, but, but yeah, Faster Horses, is it, it's grown like crazy. Yeah, well, good Good time by our young man, Jared, and uh, we're glad you made it home safe and sound. Yeah, and now need to make a spot next year. We're probably going to have to book that, but uh, we'll check the, we'll check live, the lineup when it gets a little closer. Live podcast from Faster Horses. You know, we may have to do that. <laughs> we could certainly, we either could do a live podcast or we could record it right there. Yep. Matt, check your schedule too, all right? Yeah, I actually, I just looked it up real quick. Uh, as far as 2017, yeah. Faster Horses was the number nine biggest country festival in America. So as What's far as biggest? last year, there were eight. Eight bigger. Does it say what the biggest is, or is it just like a? It just says yeah, in Nashville, the CMA Music Festival. Oh, I, I okay. knew that was going to be the biggest one. Yeah. That I mean, that's, that's that's year in year out the biggest music, country music festival that there is. I think that's a week long one too. Yeah. Well, good stuff, faster horses, but also good stuff. One of our sponsors, Rivals Tap House and Grill. That's the spot you can meet up all your friends, even your friends, Jared, that survived faster horses. 21 great TVs, all kinds of great food. That's Rivals Tap House and Grill, located on the corner of Shiawassee at M21 in Corona. Well, guys, this is a big weekend in baseball, Jared's favorite topic, but the Hall of Fame inductions will take place on Sunday. And uh, Detroit, the Tigers have a couple of them, and Alan Trammell and uh, Jack Morris, the other inductees, Vlad Guerrero, Trevor Hoffman, the relief 
uh, superstar. Chipper Jones of uh, the Braves and Jim Tomey, over 600 home runs. But a, a great weekend for Major League Baseball, and it's going to be cool to see Tram and Morris inducted on Sunday. What do you guys think? I think it's pretty cool, and I mean, I know, Jared, you probably didn't really know much about Trammell. I think we actually talked about that before. You didn't really know a whole lot about Trammell or Jack Morris um, as Tigers, but... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Trammell was a guy that I always heard about growing up, and obviously with the 84 World Series team and, and Jack Morris. So I think it was a long time coming. I don't think either of them were first ballot Hall of Famers, but it's cool to see him get in. Yeah, I think it's well-deserved, and it's going to be neat to, to see Detroit in the in the limelight a little bit, you know. And well, they can go nowhere but up on the field with this bunch they got playing right now, right? Yeah, and I saw that you tweeted out, like, this is what playing hard it looks like. This is what not oh, yeah, no hard. response from you, though. No, I didn't respond. It was directly aimed at you, as you that probably was, knew. Like, that's just a guy who has a- an attitude. Like, he, there's something going on inside that clubhouse. There's the Yankees player, right? The catcher. Yeah, it was a catcher. That's just like blatant not trying. I know. Whereas there's no, there's a difference between you're purposely not trying to lose. You're trying to like lose this game and get out, and just like your typical baseball playing. So you think he was trying to lose the game? I thought he was just being lazy because it looked like it was a typical double play ball. And if he would have hustled. Okay, that was the whole point. If he would have hustled, he would have beat it out. They could have won that game. What if they lose the pennant by one game? I mean, out of all those baseball, there's like a, we all know there's like three million baseball games every season. There's right. been one of those plays this year where someone can one that we've it. seen. Yeah, right. Because well, it, it ended the game. Right. It was the last play of the game. So, I think. Yeah. I don't know. It's, but you know it, it just kind of goes to my yeah. point about playing baseball hard. That's as all. far as uh, Jack Morris and Alan Trammell goes. I've always been a fan of them. Like I said, I think I have a uh, bobblehead of them both. Uh, I mentioned this earlier, like, you know, in the podcast, but it's just like kind of like fat guts, kind of funny looking bobbleheads. Right. And yeah, I, it's good to see. I mean, I kind of feel like the whole Hall of Fame, I didn't even know the Baseball Hall of Fame was this Sunday, just because I think the T.O. news and everything, which I kind of, I love that move by T.O., by the way. I think that that's just kind of taken over the whole baseball and NFL Hall yeah, of Fame. Yeah, segue in, because we're in the on the Hall of Fame talk, uh, give some more thoughts about T.O. Why do you like it so much? If he, if you don't think T.O. deserved to get in on that first ballot, then I, just something about it, I just, it's, like I said, I'm kind of the same way with steroids, like, if you can find a way around, this is, these are, they're not related in any way, but it's just kind of... You put him out on, I don't know where the heck, actually, I'm, not, I'm just going to say this right now. I have no idea where I was going with that steroid comment. I, they, they are not connected at all. So, but T.O., he is, the fact that he wasn't allowed in first ballot and he was like a top five in like every category as a wide receiver and just an all-time player, and it's not like he like, like it's not like he beat, punched a girl in the face or, you know, did anything like committed a crime just because he, what, was like a bad teammate to some guys? People thought he was a bad teammate, and then he wasn't necessarily the, the best or whatever with the media. And since basically the media uh, votes who gets into the Hall of Fame, they weren't going to get him in on the first ballot. It's stupid, without a doubt, because he by far should have been a first ballot Hall of Famer just th- because of his performance. I think we're all in agreement on that part. Yeah. I think I, I probably would have played it a little different than he did. He obviously deserved to be on first ballot. If I was him, I would have I would have gone to uh, to the ceremonies, got my jacket, hung out with all the superstars that are being inducted and all the former Hall of Famers, and uh, I would have I would have said something in my speech about yeah. being dissed. That's how I would well, have handled what it. What I don't get about the whole media thing. Do you want to do the, like what does the media want? Like, do you want to go interview Andrew Luck where he gives the typical? Uh, you know, bland answers. You want to go talk? I mean, yeah, Terrell Owens can be a dick, but he's going to give you something. Well, you're right, because the mainstream media is a lot more conservative. There's no doubt about it. You know, they're kind of on their high horse, and then you got the barstool crowd, which is a little bit more way that yeah. you lean, right? Yeah. And 
I, I can see that point. I can see I can see a guy like T.O. He was he was a great player, a first team Hall of Famer for sure, talent wise. I don't think he hurt his teams that bad. I think he more more helped them with mm-hmm. his talent. But he definitely knew how to market himself with the whole Sharpie thing, you know, after yeah. scoring. He had and some great celebrations. He had some awesome celebrations. So that that doesn't go over well with a lot of conservative people. And it just so happens that a lot of those are Hall of Fame voters. Can I ask you this at the time? What was what were your thoughts on the, like him celebrating? I feel like you might have been like, ah, oh, get this off the screen. Oh, it can get it can get out of hand. But I, I'm one that doesn't really mind it. I do find it entertaining. Matt, are you with me on that? Like the you love celebrations? I love celebrations. I mean, it, it's it's a game to me. I mean, I don't know. It, it should be fun. These guys should be able to have fun, and it's it's a, you know everyone always, especially Lions fans, always come back to. Well, what about Barry Sanders? He did it the classy way. Every time he got in the end zone, he just flipped the ball to the ref and and ran to the sidelines. So, you know, I get that. That's cool. You know, it's respecting the game or whatever, but. It's also a game, you know. Have fun, let them do some stuff, and yeah. and enjoy themselves. Well, I, don't know, I like so. Barry Sanders' way because he scored a lot of touchdowns and ran past a lot of guys. I, I didn't mind that. Yeah, if, yeah. If we had a few more players like that, we'd be happy. Who is it that coined the phrase "the National Football League is the no fun league"? That was a long time ago, and it's still the case. Yeah, I've heard that too. Yeah. You know, it's guys that the guys have to have their socks just perfect, or they get fined. You know, their uniform has to be absolutely the same. I mean. I think they do need to loosen things up a little bit. And, I, and since we're talking about uh, football a little bit right now, what do you guys think is going to happen with this whole uh, national anthem thing? We're going to be hearing about this again? I know. Another Just, season of this? God dang. Just let it stop. I don't I don't know. Like, I really don't get why it bothers people so much, like, if they do it. Like, it's not – they're not – they're not doing it for the flag. They're not – it's uh, it's not going away if the owners say you're getting fined or the yeah. league says you know you're you're going to be suspended. It's definitely not going away, and I don't know what the solution is. I do think maybe what you just said. They just got to ignore it. And did you see like Vince McMahon? Like that's like their big thing for the XFL. Like oh, you're going to stand. Like, so, oh, did he? Well, yeah. Like, okay, great, Vince. Um, I guess well that that'll be the main main show. <laughs> watching the guys stand during the national anthem. That's unbelievable. It's just it's just funny to me that people you know, think that they can tell people how they can protest or whatever. It's one thing if, if you are literally harming people or you're destructing property property or hurting people or whatever, but but when they're doing something that's peaceful and everything like that and, and, and people still think that they can tell, whether it's right or wrong, tell people how they're supposed to protest is just really funny to me. Yeah. And it kind of goes along the same lines as talking about the media, you know, when the conservative media, when they want – you know, you have someone like T.O. who's very outspoken, and it obviously paints him in a bad light or whatever if it holds him out of the, the Hall of Fame for a little bit. So people always say they want their athletes to be honest. They want them to answer these questions honestly and show their true personality and stuff like that. But then sometimes when people do, everything gets flipped around, and it's like, oh, they're out of control. They're disrespecting the game or they're doing stuff like that. They don't appreciate what they're doing. So, you know, it's one of those things. It's like a catch-22 because sometimes people don't, People want the honesty, but then when they get the honesty, they don't like it. Yeah, you guys find that a lot at ESPN. I mean, you know, when you have uh, media days or you hear quotes from guys, especially you working in the SEC, you know, you, you hear some quote at a at a podium by Nick Saban. It is all the same stuff 
year in and year out, isn't it? Yeah, because, I mean, it's like coach speak. I mean, it's kind of like what, what, Jared, you were kind of talking about earlier. It's it's the just generic answers that people, you know, you ask, well, how did you feel about the game or what do you think about the upcoming season or whatever. And if, if people really want to tell you how they feel about it, then they're probably going to get ripped because – it's probably not going to be the, the politically correct answer or whatever. It's like the times that people rip the refs or, you know, they rip play calling or something like that. They get criticized for it if they don't just give, well, we played hard or something like that. It's like Rasheed Wallace back in the day when he was in a press conference and they kept asking him questions and he just kept saying, both teams played hard. <laughs> played hard. Both teams played hard. Because, I mean, it, it is ridiculous when – you know, if, if a coach or someone is honest about play calling or refs or whatever, and then they get criticized for, for saying that stuff, you know. You know what I realized this weekend? Like, how big Jim Harbaugh is. He said, he said like, a, like something that a lot of coaches have been saying, like, expand the playoff to eight teams and then maybe to 16. 16. And it was, like, front-page news. Oh, yeah. Well, they don't Which like I Harbaugh. Love. That's why I like Michigan. That's why I like Harbaugh. And then he, he said, he the said eliminate the Big Ten championship, too. Right? I love it. Yeah, get the Big Ten I championship. I think his idea is perfect. But I mean, I that's what it, we've yeah. been talking about, and that's what I've been talking about with my friends a lot. Like, the Big Ten championship game or just conference championship games a lot of times are irrelevant because – Sometimes, you know, a team, I mean, the, the Big Ten champion hasn't made the playoffs the last couple of years because other, other teams have made it. So, so sometimes the champion, conference championship game is irrelevant. And I saw people saying, like, of course Jim Harbaugh wants the playoff to be expanded or the Big Ten championship game to get eliminated because he hasn't made the Big Ten championship game. Right. And if the playoff was, uh, was expanded, then he might actually have a chance to get in it. But I, I say it all the time, especially around this office. I, I love saying it because all these SEC fans and all these people who came from SEC or ACC schools who, who work here or live down here, you know, they talk about the Big Ten being irrelevant or why do people care about Michigan? Michigan hasn't done anything in 20 years. They're irrelevant. And I'm always like, for a team that's supposed to be irrelevant or for a coach that's supposed to be overrated, people sure love to talk about Michigan and Jim Harbaugh a lot. Well, they sure do. You know, in the NCAA, if they were smart, you know, because we, we got the ch- the conference championships to make money, right? Really, that's the only reason, isn't it? It gives the conferences but extra I, money. If, uh, if, the, you, if, if you have a playoff, you're going to make yeah, more. Yeah, expand it. Keep it. It's just another week of football. If it's gonna, if the, the playoff's going to stay at four teams, like, I, I'm fine with it. I like it. Yeah. Just give me another week of football. But, Matt, did you hear? So maybe you can conf- confirm or deny this. I There were some rumors going around. You know, you're at ESPN. You're on the ground level. You might hear some rumblings. I've heard that college game day is going to South Bend and Michigan for the first week. I heard that too. Yeah, they're supposed to be. I mean, they haven't. They can't officially confirm it yet. But, oh, give us but yeah, they're supposed to be going there because I mean that that is the rivalry is coming back. It's in South Bend and it's two really good teams. So yeah, game game day is supposed to be there. So that that's pretty cool. Yeah, and it's a Saturday game. It's I a no brainer. Yeah, I actually think I will be there tailgating. Oh, hey, are you? Visit our, your brother, my uncle. Oh, there you go. You're not going to be at the old man's house watching it for the big party, I don't know. huh? Well, yeah, that is unfortunate. I wish that it, they were they were on different weekends because that's normally what we. That's kind of a tradition we started. My dad, he, he loves it. He loves his yard work. He was Matt. talking about putting a TV out in the yard. Yeah, that's he. That's like his best dream. That's all he talks about <laughs> nowadays. We got a new gazebo in the backyard, and he just wants to put a TV back there for the first week. Of, he said it to me like ten times. Man, like what does he sit there? And it, it's like he's like some fond memory of like when he was a child. Like it, that's what it, like I picture. He's like looking across the pasture, like our backyard. Man, can you imagine watching college football back here with a fo- with a TV? Oh yeah. Yeah. But he needs to do it now. All he needs to do is talk uh, your mom into getting a hot tub out there 
I've I've given up on that talk. We talk about that every like two days. Like we need to get a hot tub. It'll never happen. See at the Big Ten media days, the the Michigan State reporter that asked Harbaugh the question that everyone was making a big deal about. Do you guys see that? No. Yeah. So it's kind of similar to what we were talking about. What well, you brought up, Jared. And it, this it was a Michigan State. He writes for some like it's basically a blog, but uh, it's, it's a Michigan State reporter, and he kind it was a Harper. legitimate question. It wasn't anything. Like he wasn't misstating any facts or anything like that, but it was it was the way he asked. It. He was clearly trying to take a shot at Harbaugh. But he said, you know, you basically he said you came in with all these expectations and and you're now you've never been to a Big Ten championship game and you're one and five against Michigan State and Ohio State. What what do you have to do to improve? But he he said it in a very smug way, and Harbaugh basically just said like we just have to get better. Success will turn in championships, and and then you know things will get better. Basically, like a pretty generic answer, but people were ripping him because they were like, "Oh, he's basically dodging the question. He's he's dancing around the question. He doesn't want to face the facts or whatever." So it's like these coaches sometimes can't, you know, they can't win with some people. In that in that case, I think Harbaugh played it absolutely perfect. He wasn't going to take the bait. He was just going to give the standard answer, and he wasn't going to get worked up on it. And you're right. The question was asked smugly. But, uh, hey, I love that. I go love blue. That. Smugly. You like I, that? I wish. Like, that's why we love. I don't normally. He's just normally pretty smart. You never know if he's just, like, a super genius, like, get grabbing headlines, because it seems like he's in the news every day. Right. Or if it's just because it's just who he is. Uh, you know what I mean? Well, all I do know is that he's got to get it done this year. Yeah, he's he's exactly. got to for sure beat one of Michigan State or Ohio State. And, boy, would it be sweet if he could beat them both. Just beat Michigan State. You guys know that. I know. I, we you know where go, you stand. Oh, you go 0-10, just beat Michigan State. <laughs> get them out of here. All right. Actually, ideal scenario, if yeah. Michigan State was, like, undefeated and Michigan has, like, had zero wins, like, if Michigan <laughs> upset them. Like at home, like miraculous, kind of like uh, the blocked punt. Like if they had a win like that, that'd probably be my favorite season ever. How sweet would that be? I know we're jumping around topics. But let's let's close this segment out. Going back to a baseball in the Hall of Fame, Matt. I know we had somebody that emailed us that brought up an interesting question, right? Yeah, yeah. One of our listeners, one of my buddies, Adam Scott, he emailed us and uh, he, he brought up a couple things. He, he actually he said he was he went to the first year of Faster Horses, so he he said. He said to tell Jared it would be a good time, but but uh, he he brought up the question about baseball and and asked um you know with the Hall of Fame and everything if we, just what our thoughts were on steroids guys and guys that played in the steroid era or were suspected or confirmed that they did steroids if we think they should be whether in or eligible for the Hall of Fame because it seems like right now the guys that are you know like Sosa, McGuire, Bonds, those guys, Clemens they're basically saying they're not going to make the Hall of Fame, and those are some of the best players of all time. Uh, so, okay, yeah, he was just asking what our thoughts were on that. Well, they're all eligible, right? I mean, and they're not banned from baseball. Right, they're not banned or anything. They're, they're eligible for the Hall of Fame, but, but they're, clearly the voters are keeping them out. Right, and again, that goes back to the conservative, uh, this time, baseball press. That's who makes the votes. Uh, for the old guy opinion, you might not uh, believe I would say this, Jared, but uh, I... I'm not a big proponent of steroids, but how can you leave them out? They played in the steroid era, uh, especially the ones that weren't convicted of it, right? This, I I think professional level, you should be able to do steroids. There's guys that are smart enough. Like Alex Rodriguez was able to dodge it for years until they, like, screwed him over kind of, which, I mean, he kind of screwed over himself doing steroids because it was illegal. But I think it should be allowed because people say it's, like, bad for your health, but I think that they're smart enough and their trainers are – you know, they know so much about this stuff. They know how to do it smartly. 
Maybe I I don't, I don't agree with that one. But better product, it will save baseball. Here's I, and I don't have the big issue with with the players that use steroids. I mean, it's their life, it's their body. Okay, that's the way it is. Here's here's the biggest problem I have is mm-hmm. I mean I just hate it when people lie and cover up when you know they did something. I I have a lot more respect for people, and there's been a couple people that uh, were accused of steroids and fessed up on it, and it all disappeared. It wasn't Alex Rodriguez. He was one of them, right? Once he got caught, he's like, yeah, I did it. Well, once he got got caught, he kind of came out and admitted it. One of the big names people always bring up is Andy Pettit. Right. Pettit got caught right away. He came out, admitted it, said he made a mistake, sorry, all that kind of stuff. And he went on to pitch for like a handful more years, and it was almost like people forgot about and it. And I think that's the so way yeah, to handle it. Sometimes it's like, well, you know, you just own up to it, and people will move on. That's how A-Rod I mean, that's the biggest thing to me is I like, know. you know, it's, it's their choice. If, if they want to do it, you know, I, I feel like they should be allowed to do it. It's their body, everything like that. But, you know, where people say it's unfair to the people who are choosing to do it, and then the people who, who aren't, you know, it creates an un- uneven playing field. So, you know, I can see that, but that the people who choose to do steroids, it's not their fault that other people aren't choosing to do it. Yeah, and I'm not, I'm not against A-Rod being in the Hall of Fame, to be honest with you, Jared. I'm, I'm just not a big fan of, of him personally, but that's just my opinion. Now, why is that? Just because of the whole steroid thing, right? No, it isn't really. Because, it's not because of the steroid thing. There's just something about his personality rubs me wrong. I mean, I know I might not be in the majority on that, but that's just the way I feel. You know, you got your certain people out there that you, you like to watch. You the majority, I think, of that. I don't know. Think? I think he's kind of had a, he's had a good, like, flip this last couple of years where people have kind of started to come around to him, but yeah. I think he's still the majority. Well, I know Matt's a big fan, and that, I, I respect that. I certainly wouldn't argue with you on it. I mean, we're, we're all entitled to can our I, opinions. Can I just ask you this? I, yeah. I know you said you four steroids, so let's say that you are. Let's say I didn't test. say I was four steroids. I kind of. Oh, my. You, I, you, I would you, ignore it. I would ignore it. I didn't say, yeah, go for it and take steroids, but so I let, would let them in the Hall so of let Fame me put is what you in I a said. Scenario. Let's, okay. see, let's see what. All so right. it's Ted. You know, it's 1970. You're making right. yourself a. You know, maybe you were doing a little less of. Uh, Faster horses type stuff. You spend a little bit more time. <laughs> a little more on the performance diamond. enhancing. Yeah, a little bit. You spend a little bit more time on the diamond. So let's say you make it all the way up to the minors. Right. And someone says, if you take steroids, like you're going to get fifty million dollar contract. You're gonna you're gonna turn that. You're gonna be all. You're gonna say, no, it's illegal. I'm not doing it. No, that's a I'll fair. I'll stay in the minors. No, no, that's a fair question. And you know what the answer is? I probably would have done it without a so doubt. So that's the, how can you disagree with that? It should be. Yeah, I know you I said you're, you're on the middle. You're pulling the middleman Dan card. You just need to pick a side and, well, and that's what, that's, ask me the point blank question, and I'll give you an answer. Do you think steroids should be allowed in the MLB? Currently, yes. Uh, no, I don't. <laughs> so there we are. It but is. It it does make an unfair playing field. So if you do say it's okay, mm-hmm. wink, wink. What about the people that don't want to take steroids? Don't want to jeopardize their lives. See ya. Is it fair though? Yeah. There's not so. So what you're saying? Major are... League Baseball, all Major League Baseball players should be taking steroids. Yes. I feel like you could, if you said that it was legal, maybe you know you could still like regulate it a little bit. It's not like it's obviously everyone's going to turn into the Incredible Hulk out there, like, and start just crushing 70 home runs a year. But but you know you could regulate it and say like there are certain substances that are okay to take that will help your recovery and help you you know recover faster from injuries and stuff like that. I think that kind of stuff would be okay. Well, how do you stop? And, you know, the biggest thing to me too with with the guys that are eligible for the Hall of Fame but clearly being left out. I mean, those are some of the all-time greats, Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens and guys like that, is it's obvious the guys 
who did steroids, and it like very much affected their their play on the field. Guys like Brady Anderson and really even Sammy Sosa. Sammy Sosa was a good player, but he was definitely way better with the steroids. You know, maybe those guys might be left out, but guys like Clemens, guys like Bonds, guys like even Rafael Palmero. I mean, these guys were Hall of Famers with or without the steroids, whether they did it or not. So so that would be the biggest thing to me. And then, you know, I would think about, too, with, with the writers, since the writers are the ones voting, go back in during, like, the 97, 98 season when Barry Bonds was, was doing his thing, you know, like, in the early 2000s, and those writers were loving it. They were loving baseball. They were, they were making a ton of money writing articles about these baseball players, talking about how great the game is, chicks dig the long ball, you know, all this kind of stuff. Writers were just making a ton of money off of these baseball players, and they were using steroids. And now, all of a sudden, that this stuff comes out, they're playing a morality card and saying that they shouldn't be Hall of Famers. That seems pretty wrong to me. No, you brought up a really good point. All the names you threw out there were going to be probably Hall of Famers anyway, first or second ballot, right? Yeah, I mean Barry Bonds before. I mean before he allegedly started using steroids, where when you know it, it looked like he was maybe getting bigger or whatever, his his career kind of started going on the up when he was getting older. He had already won like three or four Hall or MVPs and a bunch of Gold Gloves, so he was already on his way to one of the best players of all time, not just a Hall of Famer, one of the best of all time. So there's without a doubt he should be in, and same with Roger Clemens. So so to me it's just it's it's a bunch of old baseball purists writers just trying to play their morality card and and not remembering how much they love the game when these guys were playing. Personally, this is and I'll tell you why I personally have a personal vendetta against Barry Bonds. So, <laughs> I remember when I was growing up, uh, this was back in like peak Barry Bonds, you know, before the steroid thing, like when he was in the home run race or whatever. Right. I remember my dad let me like look at his cards one time and he had a Pirates uh, Barry Bonds rookie card. Okay. I took it out and I lost it. Uh-oh. That was the biggest ass ripping I probably ever got. <laughs> <laughs> that was when he thought, like, so he. this is like kind of his whole thing. Yeah, I missed the whole card-selling era where, you know, I could have made some big bucks on these. That was probably the best card, one of the best cards he had. He, he has had. He, he, he had a Barry has, Bonds he rookie. He loves them. Barry Bonds rookie lost it. Uh, just probably got spanked with a spatula a couple times for that one. <laughs> that was that was our family. I can relate to that because I still have all my uh, all my childhood baseball cards I collected other than the ones your dad stole. Yeah, so for that <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so maybe I maybe I pulled that was karma coming back to bite him. But so for that reason, like kind of, I per, honestly I think Barry Bonds should be in, like no question. Yeah, he electrified baseball for me when I was growing up. That made me love it. Kind of fell out of touch recently, but him, Roger Clemens, like yeah, they're in. Absolutely, no question in my eyes. Pete Rose throw him in too. Yeah, I'm at this at point, it. why not? Really? Did he never bet it against the Reds? Right? No. It's still. It's like I don't. If you don't a, bet against your own team, like you're fine in my book. Yeah, I'd do it too. It wasn't proven anyway, and I don't think he did bet bet against the Reds. It's it's a sticky issue, but I think at this point in time, he should be in the Hall of Fame. You know, they've he's 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 lived his penalty. I think he should be in the Hall of and Fame. And you know how you mocked me about when I said wasn't he like a catcher or a first baseman? He, he, I learned this the other day. He played all around the infield. No, I was not I, wrong I, when I said that. I don't think that was what we were dogging you. Oh, no, that that Matt, do you remember that? Yeah, I'm pretty sure you, you said Pete Rose like played for the Yankees and. No, now you did not say he played for first. I said he played point guard for the New York Knicks or something like that. I don't know. Like, no, he was. Yeah, like you first said catcher or something. 
Well, let's see. Let me. You, you, you guys look? can uh, kill some air. I will pull it up. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll tell you what. Right now is a good time to tell our listeners about the Corona Connection, one of our sponsors. That's a direct mail paper sent to all of Corona Vernon and Shiawassee County parts of Lennon. You can also pick up a copy of the latest edition at many Corona businesses and Kroger. Like them on Facebook, and you can view the entire Corona Connection at coronaconnection.com. Now, what are you looking up? Your actual uh, sound bite? positions. So. Oh, why are, I, I can tell you the positions. I'm not arguing that. He did not play catch. Uh, he played play, first base for games, sure. A few games at catcher. So it says he says played a few games at catcher. First baseman and third baseman. Let's look up Pete Rose catcher. Very specific I'm, search. That's I'm looking. I'm looking at Baseball Reference right now, which is <laughs> the the site to go go to for any baseball stats. Outfield, first base, left field, third base, second second base, right field, center field. No nope. catcher. No catcher there. I'm gonna have to pull, go back and pull up. I don't know if I said Jared, catcher you're digging a deeper hole. I don't hole. know if I said catcher or first base. I think I said first base. You did not you say said, first base. Said, I would have. No, he's a third baseman. Ah, you're nuts. Yeah, I would have. Maybe you, I'm wrong. You you said catcher because I think we might have been talking about Johnny Bench too or something right. like that. Yeah, I probably could. Yeah, you, you definitely said catcher. Uh, you just dug a Johnny deep, Bench. deep hole. Where did he play? Solid name. Cincinnati Reds, right? Well, what position? Catcher. <laughs> you got one. You had bad. a great name. What a name. <laughs> wow, that's the only if – if his name was John uh, John Doe, he's he's not even in the league. He was a fantastic catcher, one of the best of all time, without a doubt. All right, guys, let's do this right now. Let's, uh, let's jump into another round of uh, Tournament of GOAT. Some of the greatest uh, players of all time in the Detroit area, and then we'll just do a potpourri of some things to wrap up the show. How's that sound? Cool. Sounds all right, great. all right, guys. Tournament of goat. Let's start with the Lions. Uh, Barry Sanders against Lem Barney. Barry Sanders. <laughs> I've heard this a lot. Like no the, contest. Yeah, the, Bar- the Barry Sanders. You're already penciling him in, so you like that's because he voted Barry. Barry. I'm voting okay. Barry. Uh, like Barry, who do you think the like best? Who has the best? Who's the best like highlight reel like player? Like if you looked at their highlights, it's Barry Sanders. You think that's like, like that's what I've heard a lot. Barry Sanders. Have you seen his you highlight reel? Yeah, he's got some electric moves. Oh my god! How do you like that electric? What do you think, Matt? Oh, without a doubt, Barry Sanders. And I mean, it even holds up like to today. You know, sometimes like you always talk about football before like fifty-five doesn't matter or whatever. Like. Barry Sanders' highlight reel would still stand up with guys of today. You know, Gale Sayers for the Bears back in the early 60s was was phenomenal, too. And he ran a lot like Barry, but he, he blew out a knee like his second or third year in the league and was never the same. But that first couple of years, in fact, I think in one game he had six touchdowns, and he had those kind of moves. I would say my favorite highlight player, Johnny Manziel. And I it's college, but I could watch his highlights day in, day out. You know, before we get to the next bracket thing, that's one of my potpourri topics. He was traded from Hamilton to Montreal, the last place team in the CFL, and he didn't even didn't even get in the game. Well, I, what's up it's with a, that? Well, I mean, it's you just want to pick up like the playbook, like right there, all the rules. He's still running, learning the rules of the CFL. It's so weird, so different. Yeah, but I I would have thrown him in there, and I wasn't his college coach. Coaches Montreal yeah, as well. No, it was Sherman. Sherman recruited him, Pat okay. Sherman, but he got replaced by Kevin Sumlin, like right when John. Uh, I think there. Montreal had nothing to lose. I think I think fans that went to that game wanted to see him play. He I didn't. Mean, he's on a two year contract. He's there for two years. He's okay. said that multiple times. I mean, okay. I don't blame him. For so you don't me. care? I, no, I I think it's smart. And it's you think kinda, you think he's going to make the step? Up only, and, and be solid. I, yeah, he's only got one one go around here. He goes in and has a couple bad starts because he literally just jumped in. You can't learn the playbook in one go around. And you know, so, like the play clock in Canada, it's like 15 seconds long, too. Like, right. There's no time. It's a fun game to watch. It really is. Yeah. Uh, speaking of quarterbacks, uh, is it a is it a plus or a minus? Jimmy Garoppolo on a date with porn star Kiara Maya. That's awesome. He's living life the right way. That's what I'll say. <laughs> Here's what I think. If, if you're after sex, right, which – 
Apparently, he might have been after a little bit of sex. Why not go to an expert? That's all I got to say. What do you, what do you think, Matt? Yeah, I mean, he, he's living his life. She's good looking. She's not the best looking one. I, he's a good looking guy. He could have done better is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah, he could have been a notch up. Possibly. You know, uh, just what you know, there's gonna be some like porn scenes uh, out there, like reenacting it. <laughs> just, what if you had like, Jimmy G lookalike? What if like the San Francisco 49ers, like just a headquarters, like you could, I can, you can just imagine those like porn scenes. Just, you can, you know what's coming. Oh my! Not God. that I've ever watched it, you know. You know, and and it, that again falls into today's day and age with uh, social media, TMZ. Everything you can't get away with anything. No, I will say I'm not sure why he like wine and dined her, but maybe he likes her. Yeah, you know yeah. who knows? I mean, she's a human being. I don't too. hate the move. Like, like I said, I'm for it, but yeah. I don't think he needed to the, do the whole public thing with it. But whatever. <laughs> All right, back to the goat, <laughs> Matt Stafford against uh, Calvin Johnson. That's a pretty tough matchup right there. That's tough. Meg- Megatron. He's one of my favorite players of all time, especially receiver. He- he's probably my favorite receiver, but. I'm a big Matt Stafford fan. I think this might be the year that he finally takes the next step and makes the playoffs and hopefully gets a playoff win. So I'm going Matt Stafford. Yeah, I'm going Matt Stafford as well, just because he keeps his hat on backwards. Uh, pretty cool. People debated a lot whether he should flip it around or keep would've, it backwards. Would have been unanimous. Uh, baseball, Tigers, Ty Cobb against Verlander. We know my stance on Ty Cobb. We know my stance on <laughs> he's, he's, he's a Nazi. Verl- he's a Nazi, anti-Semite, Verlander, put him through. <laughs> All right, what do you think, Matt? I am yeah, going Verlander. I know Ty Cobb. He's, he's <laughs> one of the best hitters of all time. But Verlander, I mean, he we we grew up watching early. That one is Jared a, and I grew up watching. That it, so. is a major major upset right Ty there. Ty Cobb is a you want to okay. So you're for the Nazi. Uh, oh, I'm not for the Nazi. I'm talking Hail Hitler, right, Ted? Hail it's Hitler. Heil Hitler. He, he's, got, he, he's got his uh, hand to the sky right now. For those well, who can't hey, see. JV's penciled in. You guys get to say. Uh, how about uh, Miggy against K-Line? That's another one. That's kind of similar. Al K-Line is, you know, Mr. Tiger. He's one of the best of all time. But for me personally, I can't go against Miguel Cabrera. He's he's the best hitter I ever saw, and he's one of my favorite Tigers of all time. So he's a wife cheater. I can't go against Miggy. Wife cheater, Jared. El Tra- or, uh, no, is? Miggy. Miggy is, huh? Yeah, he's got kids with a, with a baby mama. Uh, well, he cheated? Or? Oh, he cheated. He had, t- he had basically two wives. He had a wife legal, and he had another one hooked up in another house in Florida. With, is he still with his wife? I think he is. Well, then I can't. Well, if she can forgive him, then I can't do Miggy. Put him through. And you had Miggy too, Matt? Oh yeah! Oh, I take the hit again. Al Tram or is K- was it K Line or K- Trammel? K Line's my they, favorite they, they, player. They both are like the same guy to me. Well, I, I, this is now tell me. I don't know why this is in my brain, but I just view uh, Trammel as like a, a Cal Ripken, like Junior. Like he's like the JV version of Cal Ripken. Yeah, kind of. Kind of. So, I mean, he was probably if Ripken, if you would have said he was the best shortstop in that era, Trammell was right there, second, maybe tied they with Ozzie the same Smith. Position. Wow. Yeah. So I, that I must have heard that, and that must have stuck in my brain. Yeah, Ripken so. early on in his career played shortstop, probably for the first ten years, then moved over to third base. But uh, very similar, and you know, same similar type of stats, other than all-time home runs. A crazy stat I saw about Trammell real quick was. The, the whole new age stat wins above replacement with the war stat. Yeah. Uh, as far as shortstops go, Alan Trammell's number two of all time, only behind Derek Jeter. So it's pretty impressive. That's very impressive. That's a great stat to throw out. Yeah, too. You probably, maybe you should have thrown that out before we did the voting. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, we haven't voted on Trammell yet. Uh, yeah, he's done. Uh, Trammell out. He's out. <laughs> yeah, yeah he's, that's true. He's out. Now over to the Pistons Isaiah against Ben Wallace. 
Oh, Isaiah, for sure. I mean, I think he's the most underrated point guard of all time. That's a tough one. Jared, I know you're a big Wallace fan. I'm a big Wallace. I'm a big get Wallace in the Hall of Fame, but, yeah, Isaiah, just because he's got the two titles. Wallace only had the one. Here's another one you're going to probably have trouble with. Uh, Grant Hill against Joe Dumars. Dumars? He only made a few like all star games, right? Like he wasn't he wasn't setting the world on fire in the NBA. Well, he, he, Hill, he took a backseat to Isaiah. If you put Grant Hill on the bad boys, like they're even better. They maybe win three titles. Like for Grant Hill during his time when he was with the Pistons, where he was just a top five player in the NBA. Like I said, matching up LeBron's stats, matching up all these players' stats. Keep, keep going. You're so making a good time, argument. Hey, for, for his Jared, time, I don't know. Joe Dumars, six time All Star, three times All NBA, five times All Defensive. Two-time NBA champ, obviously, yep. and he was the Finals MVP in '88, '89. Yeah, I was pretty much talking out of my, out of my butt when I said that he only won three. <laughs> was only on like three All-Star teams. No, I, I had a check too. I didn't know he was in six All-Stars. But those are kind of just like popularity contests. I, I view the All NBA teams. Who are you as, taking? Who are you taking? I'm going with Grant Hill. His time in this spot, like not his like whole career as a Piston, but just because, like I said, if you would replace them two, he was a better player for the. Now Pistons. you can't count Duke. You can't count no, his time at no. Duke. Okay. And it's tough because, again, Grant Hill was one of my favorite Pistons of all time. Hated him at Duke, but obviously loved him as a Piston, but I can't go against Joey D. Yeah, I'm going with Dumars. That sets up Dumars against Isaiah in the next round. We're already at the quarterfinals. I think we can pencil in Isaiah past him. Well, we'll wait till we officially do it, but you're probably right. You got uh, Pavel Datsuk who's made it all the way this far so far against Gordy Howe in hockey. Gordy Howe? It'd be like blasphemy to go against Gordy Howe for the Red Wings, right? Yeah. yeah. He's got a lot of uh, photos of at the local Little Caesars here. That's basically <laughs> all I know about. It's got to be Howe. Then you got uh, a pretty good matchup Have between – Let me uh, – sorry to cut you off. No. Why is it that our Little Caesars here in Corona is like so – it's the nicest Little Caesars I've ever seen. Like who said let's build this awesome Little Caesars in Corona? I don't know. But Did they... I tell you guys about me, me telling people about that Little Caesars? I can't remember. If I told you about that on the podcast no, before, I don't think so. Uh-uh. So yeah, they, I mean, Little Caesar is basically everywhere else. That the few that are in Connecticut and then the, the ones down here are just kind of like the ones that are in Owasso, like the, the pick up the hot and ready. Yeah, you just walk in, get your hot and ready, and walk out. And when I've told people before that in my hometown in Corona, there's like an actual legit sit down. Little Caesars with arcade games. If you dine in, you got the free crazy break. Like that whole deal. Yeah. People are like blown away. And there's some people I work with that are from Michigan, a couple from the Flint area, and a couple from like the Lansing area, like around there. They said they used to drive to Corona just to go to that Little Caesars. Wow. Well, did you know that orange cheese is only like a Corona Owasso thing? I did not. Orange and white cheese. The orange and white cheese. Yeah, because I, I, I once like, tried to order from Jets, and they used to have the cheese, but they got shut down by like the the owners of Jets because like, it wasn't – they're <laughs> doing it like uh, just out of the Corona Owasso area. Wow. So how about that? Corona Owasso, orange and white cheese. There you go. Yep. Uh, Ted, uh, Jared, you probably don't remember, but I bet Ted remembers how back in the day at that Little Caesars – Along the wall, instead of all the sports pitchers and everything, it used to be senior senior pitchers of Corona and Owasso students. Do you remember that? I do remember that. Well, I even remember that location was a, it was a different restaurant pizza place before Little Caesars bought it, too. Huh. They used to show uh, old-time movies from the 30s up on the screen, like uh, Flash Gordon. It was, it was Flash. kind of... Yeah. <laughs> All right, back again one more time, guys. Nick, that, Litz, Nick that, go ahead. You know what's my favorite quote? And that's officially is the longest people have talked about the Corona a Little Caesars ever. There you go. Man, I used to spend so many quarters at the arcade games there. <laughs> I never, I saw, no, I did see this. You posted a video of you playing arcade games at Rivals. Great tap house, by the way. Uh, give it a. Oh, for sure. Stop in there. 
great beer. Twenty one TVs, as we know. Awesome food. <laughs> awesome food. You. We I love you guys. Were, I'm not much of an arcade player personally. Like I, I never think that's really definitely was. a generational thing. I mean. I don't know if arcades are that bad. I saw it in Owasso. I didn't know there's like a virtual reality yes. arcade in Owasso now. I had no idea, but I think they, that might be a generational thing. Arcade games were big Matt, uh, you, when I was growing up. Do you know like the game where the the dots go back and forth and you got to stack it up? You know what I'm talking about? And you yeah, yeah. like iPod. I've won that three times, so maybe that's my <laughs> calling. That might be. Better than Call of Duty, huh? Yeah, I've won a bunch of gift cards to the arcade that it was at. See, if you're talking generational things, pinball, that was my thing. I played that on the computer. Remember that? Like the first computers? I do I do remember. It's not the same sensation as that no. <laughs> little steely ball. No. <laughs> All right. Back to the GOAT. Iserman against Lidstrom. Uh, Stevie Y for me. The captain. Yeah, the captain. Okay. I like that. I got to go that route, too. All right. So that sets us up for semifinal uh, GOAT bracket action. Maybe the next time we record, we'll wrap it up and get a champion. How's that sound, guys? That works. All right, let's uh, let's just throw some things out right now. I don't know if you got any things on your list you wanted to talk about. I just wrote down a few things. Did anybody, any of you guys see Shark Week at all this week? I saw Shaq was hosting it. Shaq uh, was hilarious. It is the safest time ever to swim in the ocean. Is that right? Yeah, because all the sharks are on TV. <laughs> That's true. That's I, true. I'm so confused by that comment. What, Matt? That was either a really stale joke or it went right over my head. Which one was it? <laughs> that was definitely was a bad both. joke. It was okay. both. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm still very alright Shaq thinks it should be but Shaq no, Week I've never been a Shark Week guy It Jaws I've tried getting into Jaws before I've heard that's like a really good movie I've never you really have never seen that I tried to this 4th of July they're having like a anniversary thing playing. no I think every 4th it's like a big 4th of July okay. movie like they just have a run of it every 4th of July oh you just gotta I tried to get into it I couldn't do it you gotta do it you just gotta sit down and get through it and I, I think once you really settle in you'll enjoy it we're gonna need a bigger boat alright oh, Jaws, Jaws is one of the all time greats and I do think like you don't want to watch that movie and just kind of be like like one of those like you're flipping around the channels and you're checking in. Like you need to like sit down and watch that movie, and it it still gives you the creeps sometimes. You know what we did, Matt. My wife's a big shark fan, and we took a family vacation to Long Island. And oh, while, nice. And while we were out there, there was some great white that was in the vicinity, and she wanted to see it so bad. But uh, we did the next best next best thing. I think it was the 40th anniversary of the movie Jaws, and we saw it at a, on a big screen uh, uh, 3D uh, movie theater, sat right up front, and it was awesome. It was. That would be awesome. It Front really row was. of an IMAX. Wow. Yeah, it was in- headache. It, well, it was intense, but it was it was it was great. I've seen one that movie would be real on cool. the IMAX. Um, it was like when I was like it was uh, like a Lance Armstrong like bicycling thing. Like for some reason, my parents took me when I was like five. Probably the worst time of my life. Yeah. IMAX is pretty cool. Obviously, it depends on the movie you're seeing. But uh, I went over to Grand Rapids and hung out with some buddies when I was back home, and they told me that right downtown, right off of uh, Ionia Street, right next to the Van Andel, they're one of the big parking lots that I, that used to be there when I was there was all ripped up, so I asked them what was going on. They're building and putting in an outdoor IMAX theater. That's wild. Oh, my God. Yeah, I don't know exactly, like, if, is it is it going to be, like, a drive-in movie theater, or is it going to just be, like, you know, half of the screen is outdoors? I'm not sure exactly how that's going to work, because otherwise you could just watch it from the S-curves. You could just watch it from the highway yeah. or the roads. But that's, see, that's one of the worst. outdoor IMAX, that's wild. That'd be cool. That's one of the bad things about Michigan and drive-in theaters. You know, I mean, it's it's an old guy talking here, but, you know, where we're located in our time zone, you know, it doesn't get dark till 10 o'clock at night. We're on the East Coast. Drive-ins are really popular because it starts getting dusk by 9 o'clock, and you can, you can watch a twin bill. Yeah, 
does get a little darker a little earlier. I know I've sometimes been talking to my parents or someone uh, back in Michigan, and I'll tell them it's already dark, and they're like, it's still bright sunlight going on. So, so yeah, it is funny to think about that. I, I have been to some drive-in movies. It, it's a good time. Uh, Jared, have you ever gone to one? Yeah, I have. Uh, you have? Rise or Planet of the Apes. Where'd you go awesome. see that at? Uh, like the, I don't know. I think Flint? It was in Flint, I think. Yeah, there's still a drive-in in Flint. Went. Yeah, it was pretty cool. My parents, like, it was a cool time. There's, I liked it. There's one up at Traverse City, too, where it's it's all old-school stuff. You know, they have the old, old prices for malts and popcorn, and it's really family-oriented. It's pretty cool up there, too, if you're up in the Traverse City area. Uh, another quick thing in pop culture. Have you guys heard about the new uh, Sasha Baron Cohen series, Who is America? It's on Showtime. That. Yeah, I've heard of it. I haven't watched it yet, though, but, but uh, my friend said it's fantastic. I, I like his stuff, too, so I definitely going to watch it. Check it out. I've watched both episodes that have aired so far. Uh, he is a genius, and it is so funny. What he can get supposedly smart people to do and say is yep. just, just phenomenal. So check out uh, Who is America on Showtime Borat. if you get a what chance. A, what a movie. Oh, Borat uh, was classic. I'm the a little king too of the much castle. dick in that I'm one the for king me, of the though. <laughs> He's like standing in the sitting in the hotel room. Uh, a Netflix uh, thing that your brother hooked me up on was called The Staircase. Have you yeah. watched any of that? No. It's kind of along the lines of Dateline, a Dateline murder mystery, but it's a, I think it's a twelve or a ten part series of behind the scenes of this trial. It, I would give it a thumbs up, but I think it was maybe three or four episodes too long. But it, it's definitely worth checking in. Have into. you checked out Last Chance You yet? I have. I've watched the first two episodes. I haven't, you know, like well, I said, I have to watch it without my wife. Season three came. Man, have you been watching season three? Of uh, what? Last, Last Chance. Chance You just came out. I haven't seen season three, no. Nope. Oh, it's great. No, that's not, at a losing it's program. It's a new school, right? They're not, uh, no, I think they, I'm not I'm not going to give away spoilers. Okay. So, to check it out, I love it. Maybe it's just, I did I enjoy really, it. My dad even lo- loves it now. Okay. He's big time into it. So, if you you guys kind of have the same, you know, sort of thing. Yeah. Same sort of likes. Well, it. I enjoyed the first two episodes. I'm going to watch it for okay. sure. I liked it. Good. Yeah. Uh, we're winding down, boys. Anything you need to get up on the table here? No, I'm just starting to gear up for football season, I think. Yeah. Ah. I think we're all looking at our chops. Perfect. You know, uh, for our listeners out there, it, it's going to be tremendous. You know, we've been kind of cruising through the dead months of the summer but uh, football is really going to start cranking up the pros are in camps uh college is starting here too very soon i don't know if they're they've reported yet or going to be this next week uh yeah my my buddy who's a manager at eastern east report on august 1st it's going to be phenomenal and if you want to get uh different takes in the world of football we're going to be covering it like a blanket you know we're not going to be like slappy homers like certain individuals are in east lansing i won't name any names or you know (laughs) even ann arbor but We'll have our own viewpoints. We all know Jared's not a big Spartan fan. Yep, hate him. Matt and I both like our Wolverines as well. We're a little bit, uh, well, I'll say I'm a little bit more lenient towards the Spartans. Matt might be more on the Wolverine side for sure. No, without a doubt. But we are, but we are going to be talking Wolverines, Spartans, Lions. It's going to be phenomenal. We can't wait to uh, to really get into it. And we'd love to get some input from uh, from our listeners out there. And, Matt, why don't you tee up what we're going to be doing? We're going to be really hitting up. Uh, the Michigan high school football scene here coming up. Yeah, we're pretty pumped about it. Um, I mean, we all played high school football and still, you know, enjoy high school football and everything like that. So, so we thought, why not do a little uh, state of Michigan high school preview podcast and and get a bunch of people on who who cover the sport more than maybe we do. I know Ted, you still know 
know uh, the high school football in the, in the area quite pretty well. Pretty but, well yeah. but we got some guys from the Grand Rapids area, so hopefully one or two guys from the Detroit area. Um, hopefully we'll get someone from like northern Michigan on, and then someone from mid-Michigan, the Shiawassee County area, maybe Saginaw, in that area, all to talk about the, the high school football season coming up. Yeah, it's going to be a great preview show. We're going to plan on recording it just before uh, the first uh, games. I think the games kick off on August 24th, so we'll record sometime earlier that week, probably, or the week before, and uh, we'll kick off our football three-point podcast season. I'm looking forward to it. Heck yeah, that'll be fun. All right, well, let's call this a show for now. Jared, again, we're glad you made it back from Faster Horses. We're uh, we're already gearing up to make plans to uh, check in with you next year. You'll be there for the whole duration without a doubt, right? Yeah. Yes. All oh, right. I, already, I think I might buy my ticket this upcoming week. I guarantee. Like I said, I'm still very depressed. Just because it's over with? Yeah. Yeah. You just such a rush, such a high. Well, so much excitement. You return yeah. here to home where you're You'll... getting yelled at to mow the lawn. <laughs> stuff like that. It's, it's reality a, hits. Yeah, reality hits. <laughs> all right. Well, all our listeners out there, remember, share this pod with all your friends. Like us. Give us your feedback. Email us at threepointpod at gmail.com. You can follow me on Twitter at Z925SportsGuy. Matt, you're at? I'm at Burnsy381. And I'm at Jared Fattel. And Jack Strap out of town this week. You can follow him at JackStrap88. Again, we want to thank our tremendous sponsors, Rivals Tap House and Grill, the Corona Connection, and Z92.5 The Castle. And also a special thanks to the folks at Kudoba for uh, hooking us up with some great Mexican let's, cuisine. Let's put it out as it's they're hooking you up. They're hooking me up because you didn't want to eat it. So, yes, <laughs> you're right. And this, <laughs> this has been a Sportsnet Michigan production. Until next time, thanks for listening to Three Point Podcast.